DemoMirror.com Episode 20 A Discussion with Henry Beguristain and Jen De La Osa From Aloud Jen and Henry. Hi. From Aloud. Uh, How are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> Henry's having problems, but uh, I'm okay. <laughs> we're here talking about um, your song, Such a Long Time. Also, the album you guys just put out, which oh, yeah. is awesome. Thank you, man. Cheers. Yeah, really like it. It's very cool. Um, yeah, so the first time I heard this song, Such a Long Time, it was the B-side, right? Yeah, or you will know. know. Right. Um, at the time when that came out, I was like, why'd they make it a B-side? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, it's awesome. Like, why, why relegate it to B-side? But I'm glad it came out on the album now. Yeah, yeah. So it has like a second life, you know? Yeah, it was kind of not planned that way, but sort of maybe was in a yeah. rear, like sort of lizard brain kind of way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we weren't really like, um, we weren't really thinking about if we were going to do an album or when or whatever. And I think we'd just done the You Will Know track for the Berkeley documentary that they were filming on TBA. us. It was, uh, yeah, that's it's still kind of in the works. It was like sort of uh, documenting the process of the song. Mm-hmm. And so we wrote the song to so we'd have something to document for the documentary. And um, we just got on really well with Benny, with Benny Grotto, we did the track with. And, um, well, I'm just even like doing it at Mad Oak, right? Like, right, yeah. right. And and, the, and and like everybody kind of sitting around playing with each other and like being able to like record together in a live room, which we hadn't really done before. 
um, and just found it to be oh this is so much simpler than yeah. all the piecemeal stuff or like you know overdubbing right. everything and blah blah uh, we just get to be a band and play well um, well so, and particularly with like uh, such a long time like that was kind of the thing that uh, pushed us into doing it's got to be now the way we did it because we uh, we did such a long time just like on a whim more or less like uh, after we did you all know okay and Benny when we got in you know we were because he, he you know he kind of cut us a deal and he was like oh I have an idea for how to do this and we're like yeah whatever man like I don't care and mm-hmm. he basically had us you know like how we did it's got to be now was the same thing we were just all in the room we didn't have a click track for this one there was no separation he just positioned everyone where they were going to be and we committed to the sounds right then and there and that was it right Mm -hmm. so like after we did that that's when you know with it's got to be now that's when we were like we got to just write songs for that because that was super easy yeah and i I think that kind of dictated the the style of a lot of the rest of the record too it's just like we're just gonna you know we grew up listening to a lot of that stuff um it was the abraham of the record <laughs> right <laughs> so th- this this was Creepy. like yeah <laughs> that um so that that approach did it it definitely kind of started with this song i guess and then yeah did it like at what point did you for just to like get into the album a little bit too like at what point did you decide you guys were doing an album like that it's got to be now album like when did you because you did the exile yeah. album and then you did like the the big tour the mm. huge ass exile yeah, the tour thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then um i feel like you played for a while and then it was like settled down f- with you as it was like around that time like yeah we, we got back from or? uh it, it was like this so we did the long three-month tour we had some time off one. and <laughs> yeah and then we did this like six long week tour after the bad one <laughs> right and that was sort of draining and we didn't really have like a drummer after that well if, if and, i may, if it just like as a sidebar and actually this, this sort of does tie into the, the story of the record so like the three months where we did it was pretty most of it was fantastic we get back home uh at worst we broke even mm-hmm. uh and that's when the hubris kind of starts setting in right sure. we're like fuck it let's just buy a van right yeah. and uh and our drummer james like he had to leave so we got um, a very nice fellow, but wasn't a good match. So we were on the road with him for six weeks. And because we got the new van, we had van payments mm-hmm. and it was a gas guzzler. So when we got back, we were just kind of destroyed. Yeah. Right. And okay. It was kind of like a rethink everything. I think we're yeah. still actually dealing with the repercussions of that <laughs> sure, week two, yeah. or two years ago. But anyway, to, to bring it back, I think for the rest of that year, or for most of the rest of that year until we were doing like the You Will Know stuff, we were just kind of like. I mean, we weren't thinking of putting the band on ice, but there was definitely a lot of, like, reflection and, like, does the world need more loud music? Because, like, mm-hmm. I'm fucked right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I think we just needed, like, so, a break. once, you know, when we got toward the end of the year and we did such a long time and we were kind of feeling a little better, that's sort of, like, when it got going again. And I don't think we got the idea to, like, just do an album, but we were certainly starting to write with, like, a well, what was musical funny theme was in mind, you know? We mm-hmm. did such a long time. Mike uh, Tucker was playing with us we love and is still a very good friend of ours and after we did the track he said oh, I can't really drum with you guys anymore <laughs> yeah, really yeah so he's we kind of too busy or whatever or? Yeah. yeah he was too busy and he was still you know kind of finishing up school and stuff and it it just kind of got to be this thing where this kept happening <laughs> yeah I know it was around and, Christmas right right and um <laughs> and then Merry Christmas yeah right. <laughs> you know, we got asked to do South by again so we were like I guess we're gonna go on tour for a week I guess this is gonna happen and by that point, I think we'd had like three new songs or two new songs. Um, and we went on tour and did that and kind of got back and still didn't know what we were doing as a band. Like, it was like deja vu again. Every yeah. April is deja vu. Yeah. And, um, you know, eventually, I think it was in June that we met um, Frank. Yeah. Who's been drumming with us ever since, thankfully. Um I think by the time we met Frank, we had like a little bit low, Don't Let It Get You Down, and and The Ballad of Emily Jane. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we went through those songs with him, and we just kept, and then we were like, well, let's just keep writing new songs, and we had some gigs lined up, but we weren't planning on doing a bunch of gigs or anything. And summer was, you know, approaching, and that generally tends to be a time when we write more than usual for whatever reason. Um, And we ended up just writing the record. I think the last song that we wrote was the title track. 
We wrote that October of that year. Yeah, that one and, and the Wiki kind of were like the last two. Right. We did. Yeah, we we did another tour for um, another track that we put out. Uh, I think it was the Cash and the Pearl. No, 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 no. no. It, was it was You Will Know. know. Yeah, right, right. We finally that the... put that fucking thing That's out. right. That's what it was. We actually Cash and the Pearls was the year right. before, which... That's right. I forgot yeah. we recorded it like kind of earlier. And we actually, we ended up putting that out like on a seven inch and went on tour with that with Frank and all that and got back and... Um, I guess we kind of road tested the songs around that point yeah. and at Kabang and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I guess we had the stuff written by October of that year, which was 2011? 2012. 2012. And, um, and then we went in, so a year after we recorded such a long time is when we went into Mad Oak, <laughs> and it was December of that year, right, 2012, when we went in to record the whole rest of the record. So we took two days and did... All the live tracks for everything, probably in about a day and a half, and then we're able to do some overdubs. Yeah, and then Charles. Uh, uh, Charles had like the flu, so like if you look at all the photos from him at the uh, sessions, he's got the face mask yeah, on, and he was yeah. just—I don't even think he remembers the sessions because yeah. he was like. Of course, the two days out of December, that's when <laughs> yeah, you know, he's going to sure. get sick, right? It's awful. Yeah, uh, like yeah. it just must have been this like crazy fever dream. For yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so it sounds like the album as a whole took kind of a long time yeah like, kind of to yeah come together but i i know you guys did it, it's sort of it's basically like the core is like a live album of you yeah. guys playing right so right. you guess you kind of were like that those time periods where you weren't necessarily like from december to december 2012 mm-hmm. 11 to 12 like you were probably like writing the songs rehearsing them yeah like, rehearsing the crap out of them so you can yeah, yeah like we'd, we'd write them we go into the space and then just like bang it out demo them um mm-hmm. then uh, charles newman who we were working with also we'd like send him the demos and he'd kind of have his input on there uh actually the, the funny thing about the album is that we up and up through mixing we were fully expecting to have just like a shitload of like horns on them because like we were like yeah right town right uh-huh and uh, <clears throat> Charles Newman uh, was was mixing the record, and he gives me a call like in the middle of the day, and he's just like, "Guys, I don't think the record needs horn. I don't think it needs horns, right?" And we're just like, "What the fuck, man? Like, we I arranged yeah. all these horns for like eight songs, <laughs> done. You know, I did like the the shitty MIDI on GarageBand and uh-huh. everything." And he's just like, well, "I'll send you the mixes, and you tell me what you think, but I really don't think it needs horns, right?" So we listened to it, and we're just like, "God." fucking yeah. right yeah. <laughs> uh, although funny enough if you really like the, the the title track if you really really listen he left the shitty garage band horns buried in there somewhere oh really yeah, okay. yeah. they kind of just harmonize That's a cool. bit with the guitar because yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. were just kind of going along with the guitar yeah, yeah. riff that I play and, uh, I think you if you kind of hear it like if you really listen for it if, yeah like if you know where to look and particularly on the vinyl uh, copy uh-huh. you can hear it and it's just this weird like it's a live album, but this one song has like garage band horns, right? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> really which, which, um, did, did you originally want like such a long time to have horns on it? Was that one of the songs? Nah. I don't think it was that one. It was, um, it Back was, Here With Me Again. It's Gotta Be Now, Back mm-hmm. Here With Me Again, Don't Let It Get You Down. Um, what songs? Uh, After The Plague, Almost. Yeah. That one, like when I listened to it, I could definitely hear yeah, yeah, there's more, there's more space in that one, too. We, the thing is, like, there wasn't quite the room for him on the other tracks. Sure. Yeah, and that one we demoed with uh, Ed Matt, uh, Gerard's studio, and he played trumpet on it, and we were like, eh, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it just wasn't happening for whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then there was a song, uh, Edge City, that we didn't end up doing anything with, and it had, like, horns, and it had, like, a dial-up modem noise on it and everything, too. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. There, awesome. were, there were a few tunes that, like, just, you know, I think there were, like, three or four extra songs yeah. that we just never ended up yeah recording or whatever like that just didn't make it so you don't have like a lot of extra like uh, hidden gems like uh, from this album really like not pretty from much this the album. album is no this was pretty like you know whenever we had decided i i i mean in my head it feels like we wrote a song per week and then recorded it yeah because i think that was the thing is that like pretty much when we wrote it you know we kind of took it to the guys and we we did that and then when it was done it was done versus something like exile where i think there are like 50 different like song demos right that like mm-hmm. maybe we use yeah. like five this was pretty we just, quick the yeah. process um when we decided we were going to like do it i think that obviously you know you look at the time frame which happened and that's you know yeah. when you look at their the fact that there are 10 songs that was obviously not a song per week right mm-hmm. or whatever um, but it, it took us until 
like July or August. Like I think it took us to like July of 2012 to decide that we were going to write for an album. Yeah. So by that point, we had just been writing if we felt like it, not yeah. on mm-hmm. not I think, regularly. Yeah, because like other than such a long time, I think like Emily Jane was the only well, one Emily that was Jane kind of and, fully formed. And like I said, a little bit low and don't let it get you down. We had yo, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, actually, that might have been more like July because we demoed them with Mike Tucker in June before we knew whether or not Frank was gonna mm. like played with Frank. I don't know, man. I think that's what it was. And so, like, July, August is when we wrote the bulk of them. Yeah. I think yeah. we didn't really write in September, and then we were like, I think we need another track or two. And then we wrote then it's got in to be October. Yeah. Wicked Kind. Oh, Wicked Kind, we did, because when we got back from the You Will Now tour, uh, Henry and I took a trip to the Cape to just disengage, and we were going to, like, kind of try and write, and we wrote Wicked Kind on the Cape. That was really funny, actually. Yeah. That that might be my favorite one, because that's, that's one of... It might be the only time we were wasted when we actually wrote oh, and yeah. <laughs> successfully completed a song, right? Uh-huh. And like, you know how that song, there's a lot of like band shit going on? Uh-huh. The song was pretty quickly formed, right? With like acoustic guitars and like even the wah, 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 like all yeah. that, right? Because okay. we're just, you know, we're like half right. a bottle of this and done. Yeah. And then <laughs> the typewriter and just blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. So, yeah. and so I lied because we wrote a bunch of the lyrics on the I must have written the bulk of it in September. At least half of the record we must have written in September. Mm. Um, and I think maybe that's when we were doing like a song per week. And yeah. then we got to like October and we were like, pretty dried up, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna write. And then like, we we're like, well, we need one more track. And then we wrote, it's gotta be now. Yeah. Which is good. And that one, I really think that one was, track, and that, that one I kind of brought in out of like sheer frustration. Cause it was like this period where like I wrote like two, brought them in and like they kind of fell flat. Yeah. Sure. And then it was like, we need another song, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. fuck. God. I, right. Like yeah. for that one particularly, I. That started off as lyrics first. I just ran to the typewriter and just started, you know. Uh-huh. Um, you can't see me mashing, <laughs> mashing <laughs> my hands right now, but keys. I am doing that. How do you guys deal with that aspect? Like, um, you have a song, one of you guys has a song, or whatever, and you bring it in, and it falls flat. Like, who says it falls flat? And like, what? How is that decision made? Like, you just you, feel it. You just feel yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, typically I just kind of like look to Charles too to kind of gauge his like interest, uh-huh. right? <laughs> uh, I, feel, I feel he's kind of I mean, like a good barometer. It sooner, right? It can yeah. happen like when you're still writing the song and then you just, you're just mm-hmm. kind of like, if it's just not, you're not feeling it, you just kind of like, well, why bother finishing it? Let's just leave it in the ether. Sure. Yeah. You know? there, yeah. there was one in particular, I mean, we might try and bring it back. Um, times like these, I think. Oh, I decided not to. I don't think it's a good idea. But yeah, I know what you're saying. You go do the thing and you're like, yeah, oh, but we, I don't we, know. I think it's got like one incarnation where it sounds good and it'll never sound good with a band ever. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. But like, I remember for weeks, we just like worked on that one and we tried all these different arrangements and it yeah. would felt, fall flat. And then the next week I'd be like, oh, I got the answer, right? And then we'd do mm-hmm. it and it'd still sound like shit. I think mm-hmm. we ended so, up sort of rewriting it as uh, vibe-wise, as after the plague later. And it, that sounded way better. It's okay. like it's like Son of mm-hmm. After the Plague. Those two songs are cousins. Kind, you know yeah, what I mean? that's cool. Like it's it's that sort of thing. Like, and that'll happen too. Where like Henry will write something, and then I'll write something the next week, and they're kind of in the same vein. And so you have to pick the one that's better, you know? Because right. like you don't. It's like um, this happened on the White Album too, right? With like Mother Nature's Son and uh, Child yeah, of Nature. Totally. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, right. well, Mother Nature's Son is a better track, dude, and they're both about nature, so we got to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you bring that up because um, I feel like, well, I'm not really in a band right now that's like has two core songwriters, but I was at a time, mm. and I feel like when you're in that, like you end up having a lot of that, just like yeah. by magic, like right. yeah. the song sounds like. Because you're just like in each other's heads all the time. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, do you, does that happen to you guys a lot? Like, like, a bit, yeah. you can definitely or? see it when we're like writing for an album. You'll see that that'll come up. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's unavoidable, right? And it, it is really funny because it's something that starts in one person's head and somehow gets transmuted into the others. Like, mm-hmm. while they're alone starting to write a song, you're like, yeah, this is great. And then you're like, yeah, it kind of sounds like the song I wrote last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, well, that, that was, yeah. uh, I mean, we, we ended up like changing it slightly, but like the, the O's and, and After the Plague, I think. Mm-hmm. A different version of that was like a song that you had. Yeah. And like, oh, okay. you know, I, sh- I showed her after the plague 
She's like, oh, hey, check this out. And then she did like whatever the melody from that song is like, fuck. Yeah. Like, ah! Well, actually, I feel like it's working better because then you're like, well, we've got two half songs that are now one song. Yeah. Now, right. Um, like even the chorus in uh, It's Gotta, it's be, gotta now. be Now. Like, yeah. And it was funny. I was going through some demos the other day just because my iTunes was open. I was just playing through them. And um, uh, I forget. Like it had a whole other like verse thing. And then yeah, it's like, hey, hey don't wait a minute. Some, yeah. dun, dun, dun. And then, you know, basically like Henry had like the It's Gotta Be Now like verse. And I was like, we should take this bit from this because yeah. I can't figure out what to put behind sure. it. So I think it's and it just felt like it was rolling right into it. It's like, bam, done. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's like definitely the plus of having. Yeah. Like, yeah. The it's dual a, songwriter thing. Right. Enables yeah. laziness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess that's why you end up rewriting each other's songs, right? Because yeah. you're all just writing for the one song at the end of the day. So if it works and you've uh, already written the piece, mm-hmm. well, shit, you're done. Yeah. Well, um, to to focus in on like on on um, such a long time, yeah, bringing it back, bring it back a little <laughs> bit. We can go. We can go as far as you guys want uh, out there. I'm. I'm. I'll go <laughs> wherever. But um, um, to just to speak about that song, like was Jen you sing lead on that song right. is it like primarily your song would you say or is it like I brought how much it in. did you collaborate yeah. yeah I mean I I, I remember sit, we were living in Quincy at the time and I just gotten laid off and I was like what am I gonna do with this time and we were just and, finishing up a uh, exile around the time we we're like in the middle of it I think like, yeah well it, I think it was right we were, we're been, mixing it, maybe. No, no, no. It was uh, if if it was when I got laid off, and it was then it was uh, just before we went on tour. I don't know whether or not we were mixing it, but it was like it was like June before we did the tour and released the album in September, October. Um, and uh, and this this is the very like zygote stage of it, right? Like, I mean, I had it, and it was like a minute and a half. This is and- is this the demo that. The one that sounds nothing like that, it. It's like it starts off. It starts off like the verse basically sounds like the song, and then it basically turns into a completely different song. That was a little later. Okay. Like uh, I had had like the the very like verse and and chorus, um, mm-hmm. maybe slightly a little different. Um, but I that verse was always kind of there, and um, I just I just had it and didn't know what to do with it and was not in a state to sit down and write anything at that point with somebody else. I was just kind of verbal diarrhea, right? Mm-hmm. You're going through it. And um, and we went off and did the tour and it must have been in between the two tours that I picked it up again. You know, like all this time can elapse between. Yeah, well I also remember too, like when you, <clears throat> you like you, you recorded that particular demo uh, or, or it might've been the second one that sounded a little more, or it sounded a little closer to like what ended up being. Um, and, I remember, and this is what I was like telling you like off, Mike, right about like I remember places, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was like the sort of like uh, breakfast nook at our apartment in Quincy, right? And I kind of started singing along to like you know the backing vocals and stuff. And it was this thing of like we better keep this for later. This is really cool. And then that's awesome. You know. Yeah, but, and you just pick it up later. And you know, if there was a point where I didn't know what to do with it, like where it should go. And then that's when that other demo happened. That's like has that piece that's completely different from it um, <laughs> that never ended up being on there. And then. It wasn't until like we were living in JP after coming back from all those tours, sitting in the bedroom alone, where I picked it up again and and just kind of tried to remember what it started out as. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if maybe we had gotten back to listening to like way more Motown at the time or like Smokey Robinson and that sort of thing, but that's what I had in my head is like this um, this sort of old Smokey Robinson tune and. Or that kind of like vibe anyway, those sort of melodies and, and that sort of thing. There is a song actually that it almost kind of sounds like that is, I don't think it's a Smokey <laughs> Robinson song. No, uh, I forget the guy's it's, name. Um, it's somebody else. Yeah. It's, it was kind of a one hit wonder. Wasn't what it? becomes of the brokenhearted. Yeah. What yeah. becomes oh, okay. of the brokenhearted, right? I love that song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's almost up until like that what third chord. What of the brokenhearted. Yeah. da 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 yeah, and yeah it's, sure. You know, I gotcha. It's pretty yeah. much, you know, the verse, right? Like sure. it, they, they, they sort of part ways. They fork somewhere in the chord progression there. But yeah, it was it was funny because I I heard that song like just you know like on the radio. Uh, you know, it didn't like make the connection, and I'm like listening to that line, and I'm just thinking, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like run down and like talk to Jen, like, yeah. Did you realize that? And she's like, yeah. 
Where do you think I got it from? <laughs> do you know how many times I've heard that song and since I was like a little kid? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> the last words is cross the finish line. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, um, so like a lot of the, the Motown stuff was inspiring you like through this entire album, right? Like, yeah. You, I remember um, at some point, I don't know if we played a show together or... I was just talking to Charles and he was like, yeah, the new stuff's really cool. It sounds like very like Motown stuff. And he kept, he kept like throwing that out there and I was like, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear it. So like throughout the process, you guys were thinking of that like consciously, like were yeah. you, and is mm-hmm. that like where the horn thing? Yeah, totally. Well, that's totally like, where too. we were hoping to go. Yeah. yeah. Especially but, after you will know, like we actually got to, you know, have like horns on there and we were just like super excited about it. It's like, we have to do this with every song forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) because this is awesome. Sure. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I think that's why the record ended up being so like, uh, groove based, especially with Mm -hmm. like the bass and drums are just like King on the record and you know, that and the vocals. And that's kind of what we wanted to do with it. Um, I mean, even like uh, we kind of even took, don't let it get you down started out as a folk song. Um, the original way that it sounded I mean the verses were totally different I can't remember that but the chorus was uh, don't let it get you down don't let it get you down you know so it Mm -hmm. had this sort of folky thing to it coming Mm -hmm. off of Exile and like I I remember being in the van driving back home from some show and we must have seen somebody that had like a more Motowny sound or something we were listening to something in the car and I remember being like man you just gotta write like tunes like that and it's just gonna be a lot of fun and we'll have great shows from it and I remember being in the car and thinking like we could totally turn that song into like this soul driven like Motown thing and then that's when like I kind of in my head in the car redid the chorus so it's you know don't let it get you down you know and it just in my mm-hmm. head it just like made more sense and then the verses came after that and were completely different from the verses that the folk song version of it had and um and so we were just able to meld it into this other thing um you know folk's just the other half of soul mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah well i'm just so even cool. even having like charles and frank like they're they're motherfuckers man <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds great. Like the, yeah. all the the rhythm track stuff sounds awesome on the on the album. So um, didn't have to do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, speaking of them, like what what are their sort of contributions to? Maybe we could just like talk about that one song about such a long time. Like if, mm-hmm. what their contributions are, and then also like in terms of just how you guys work in general like on that well, I can, I can tell you Frank's contribution on that song was zero okay <laughs> uh, yeah, actually yeah. Tuck is playing right <laughs> um but th- although he did supply a lot of tambourine uh yeah mm-hmm. uh Tuck did it and I, nice. I think Frank did the same thing with the whole percussion thing the percussion thing was a big part of it especially like the tambourine stuff yeah because it's all over all those old songs you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, yeah it was buddy Andy like he had him come down and like he wrote out tambourine and percussion parts for him so like there was it was the four of us and his friend playing tambourine like at the same time yeah um but yeah such a long time i don't know man it was just i just remember that it was like a one day session it was just like a lot of fun like yeah i mean we just kind of get in there and you know we show him the song and we just kind of start trying to play along and it's like okay well that sounds good maybe we should but this here i'm not feeling like let's try this and Mm -hmm. you know it's you just kind of do it over and over until you kind of get the mold you want from it. Um, but I mean, that's really, yeah, that's really just how it happens. We just kind of played over and over and sometimes yeah, and that it's one, really quick. Like back here with me again was like, okay, I think we got it. Do you guys have like, um, a general direction for the rhythm section to go in or do you just kind of like nah. playing together and, stop and say i like that let's go with that yeah like unless there's like a specific idea for something um well that's just kind of what we've been doing just like well mm -hmm. i I would say probably though like it's it's kind of like 50 50 on that i feel like a lot of the stuff we had a general concept of what rhythmically it would sound like but not specific ideas Mm -hmm. Mm um i think we'd we'd be like you know okay i want this to be kind of this is gonna feel a bit staccato here we're we're just gonna we're gonna stop and do these things here yeah but i don't i don't ever think 
you know, it's rare that it's like a specific direction. Yeah, that doesn't right? really happen. It's just like make it do yeah. like or something. You know what to do, yeah. right? And then, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I think it's just like we we think about that stuff as we're writing, mm-hmm. and so you know about the general sort of rhythmic ideas about it and i think we just do that on the guitar as we're demoing you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. um and then it's kind of like well i don't want to play that on guitar because that's a bass part so you do that you know mm-hmm. do f- figure out what you want to play in that bit but that's going to be your your moment or whatever um do, do you guys mainly write on acoustic like if you had to say majority of your songs for the last couple of years say? yeah acoustic yeah yeah there's sometimes we'll do them like on the keyboard or something Mm -hmm. um but i think most of this whole album was all on acoustic guitar which is weird except for (laughs) back here with me again and i specifically did that on keyboard because we had the keyboard set up to use and we never used it and i was like fuck this we're going to use this once (laughs) yeah yeah it actually uh i just remember this to just bring it back to such a long time uh that 12 string on there was a uh, we borrowed it from a uh, david uh david mirabelle from uh the rationales oh okay because cool. I, I remember when we were trying to like figure stuff out um we, i think it was like we should use a 12 string right who the fuck has a 12 string and yeah. like i have one but it's like it, it's like an ovation and it sucks right yeah. and like the intonation's all fucked uh but i remember ha- you know going all over the place and then finally like meeting up with the with Dave and grabbing it, um, it was this like old like Dan Electro mm-hmm. oh, dealy, cool. right? But uh, was that what you used for the solo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. solo is awesome. Yeah, I well, love that. So we so and then this is kind of the thing, right? With that session, like we we basically the the basic track we just banged it out like pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and then we had the rest of the day to just be like, all right, now what do you want to throw in there, right? And we just started all this stuff, and then with the uh, with the twelve string, we recorded the twelve string like through an amp, uh, and then. Benny was like, whoa, wait, 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 let's do that again, right? So then he put a microphone on the guitar itself and on the amp, and then he just ran it through some other thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all this stuff going on. And then we got that, and then we did that a couple times to so like double track that. Mm-hmm. And then we put piano doubling the solo, right? So it's just like all this like... That's awesome. Yeah, so... It was a lot of fun. There's that, and then, cool. and then after that, we, were, we did the backing vocals. Like, uh, that, yeah, that was, that that was, was probably really my favorite neat. moment of the whole session, where it was me, Jen, and Charles just around one mic. Mm-hmm. Like we're just giggling because we didn't figure out any backing vocals, so we're yeah, doing so we're it running like running back and forth from the piano, like okay, I'll sing this note, I'll <laughs> yeah. sing this note, and it, so we did it three times, and uh, but all together on the same mic, which was really cool. Yeah. That, it was really oh, it's a really oh. cool moment. It's really nice to hear it like that. That's yeah. really cool. That's fun. Did um, so like the song lyrically as well. I wanted to get into that a little bit, like where. Where did the lyrics come from? Pretty much, I know. Like they, you were saying before, like how they started from the sort of germ of the beginning of of the song, and then you let it go for a while, came back and worked on it. Like, yeah, what, what are? Um, I think part of it was me. Well, that whole that opening line, you know, stemless flower sitting on my windowsill. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was because I was sitting on the couch and there was a flower <laughs> sitting on the windowsill, okay. ah, you know. Yeah. Observationalizing. Like, right, right. Mm. So I need something to kind of jump off from and, you know, and then it kind of lit it and it was like dying and I was like, oh, it's sad, you know. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I um, kind of saw it as like, uh, you know, that Stone song, As Tears Go By. Mm. I, I kind of like sang it from the perspective of, you know, an old woman who had let her life kind of go by sort of thing. That's very cool. Um, always waiting to do something. Um, but perpetually waiting. Right? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, well, I remember when we were working on the, I think there was this, I might be conflating, like, the time, but uh, there was this other song we were called uh, Alexander um, that, I mean, hopefully we'll get to do that song. It's, like, six minutes long, but the lyrics are just so fucking weird, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, we were, like, uh, trying to figure out, like, a line, right? And be like, well... Dylan would write this and it doesn't have to make any fucking sense. It's just weird, right? And I remember... Right. I'm trying to remember the words now because I don't sing this one. <laughs> um, From this band of points dying, time passes on. Time it moves past her, a thousand more dawns and mornings after. Yeah, but I don't know, it's just... Me explaining it right now doesn't make sense, but in my head, it's just... The, the way we got to those, like, sort of lyrics, it just... We mm-hmm. went down weird alleys and sure. then came around to that, like... Did you guys, do you guys like, did you guys talk about the lyrics and stuff? Like, do you just sit, do you guys often sit down together and like talk about that stuff or? Yeah. I, well, I think if we have to complete the lyrics, like then mm-hmm. we'll have to like, 
you know, it, it's very rare that the whole thing will be done when we bring it to the other, um, like all the lyrics and stuff. Um, sometimes that will happen. Um, it happened today. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, for this one, I think it was just the verse and the chorus. So like and pieces then, of chorus or pieces of Maybe things, there yeah. were pieces of the second verse, but it was like, what do we do now? What is this song? And then you have to kind of really think about what the song is about so that you know mm-hmm. what to keep writing. Because um, you don't you don't always know. Like, that was just kind of what I was singing. And, you know, you just do a lot of improvising off your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of have an idea. But when you sit down with someone yeah. else to actually work on the lyrics bit, then you have to, like, think about what it's about so that you can actually right. get those lyrics out. Yeah, that's like sort of like a key moment. Like, when you it's like in your head it's like it's all right for you in your mind or whatever and then right. like mm. you come to this point and you have to like articulate it to somebody and yeah you realize yeah. oh i don't really know how to say this i know how to feel it <laughs> right. in my body yeah, or whatever, yeah but i don't know how to say it so. right right yeah right. well i, like I the run character in... was there but i was like i don't really know though beyond right. yeah yeah that's what it means. and I, I run into this problem all the time where like someone will ask me what does that song mean and like most of the time I'm like i don't fucking know i knew when i wrote it <laughs> right <laughs> And after that, it's just like, I don't know, you figure it out, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But actually, the line the line I was thinking of, it was like, uh, like a sunset sitting perfectly still. Was that the... Oh, yeah. What's the next line? Like a sunset sitting perfectly still. You think you're moving, but you're idling. Yeah, I don't know. Standing in line. Yeah, well, that, that's that's kind of the verse I was like, yeah. thinking of with the, the whole Dylan-y thing. It mm-hmm. came back to me eventually, right? But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was just thinking too, right? And like, um... Because when we were listening to like the mixes for the album, there was that uh, that bit where this moment I'll seize it, and this time you know that I mean it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I realized that it's actually kind of like a uh, it's like quasi sarcastic, right? And it just made me really sad when you realize like the the character saying this, right? Mm. It's that thing that like people fall into, where it's just like, well, tomorrow's gonna be different. I'm gonna blah blah blah, blah and like you just fucking know, like, like New Year's yeah. resolutions. <laughs> yeah, sure, except sure. like this is like a sad like old woman who. It's a sad, sad song. Yeah. It's been waiting such a long time, yeah. eternally, forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love that song. It's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. Incidentally, it's it, I think it's under consideration for the City of Boston hold music. Oh, really? They would be That's fucking so morons to, to pass it up. All right. That's so good. <laughs> When will you find out? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it made it like on. I think it was like Boston Magazine made like a top five list of like what what they want. I think it was number two. Because I mean, come on. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Time, yeah. Um, did you were you just saying before that this one was written when you guys like went away, or was that another song we were talking about? Like on oh, a trip? that was Wicked Kind. Oh, Wicked, the Wicked, Wicked Kind we wrote on, like, on the Cape. Yeah. 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 Also another awesome thanks man moment Thank on that album. It's like yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find the the demo bit. It's hilarious because we're wasted, right? Yeah, uh, it's and like guitar Maracas. Yeah, and That's and cool. yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like Jen's on Maracas. It's just like way off, right? And like, I mean, the, on the acoustic, I'm playing the riff, right? You know, and the Maracas are like way too close to the phones. So it's just like, <laughs> and you kind of hear a guitar. That's really cool. And then you get to the end, and, and it just kind of goes like, we're, we're like, we're just making mouth sounds like. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's cool. <laughs> oh man, if you can find that, that would yeah. be amazing. Well, I, was, I was definitely, I think I was listening to it the other day, the demo pack. It had to have been that one. Um, but you know, that, I was going to bring that up because like, that's one of those instances, especially like lyrically, where like you already, the thing started from the conversation oh, yeah. in the car on tour. And then we got in the van to go to the Cape and we talked about it again because it was sort of in, in the the news yeah local news whatever and uh we were talking about this thing and then we were heading to the cape you know also to relax but also to write and we were like we should just write a song about that you know and we'd already had the whole conversation about what we thought about this thing so by the time we sat down to write the song it took like 15 minutes because we'd already thought about it so much prior to right so when you kind of have it inside of you so quickly and and it's so close to sitting down to write it i mean the lyrics came really quick the music came really quick because we knew the kind of vibe that we wanted to create with it and you know it it was kind of the same thing with like a little bit low it's like i knew the kind of song i wanted to write right away 
And so before having anything or any melody in my head, I just went upstairs and knew I was going to sit down to write it and rest assured. And there it was, you know what I mean? Like when it's that clear, it's really quick. That's it's awesome. usually not that clear, but right, you know, yeah. those are great moments. <laughs> but when it's not, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> there was, I actually just, um, I just finished, I listened to the audiobook version of this actually, but I, I have a, uh, Carol King's autobiography. Have you? Oh, yeah. have you oh no, no. That? no. There's a story she tells about um, when they wrote Natural Woman, and it just reminded me of of you guys, like because um, the producer was like just approached them and was like, "You guys should write a song called Natural Woman," and <laughs> and they were like, "Okay, <laughs> right here you and go." Then, and then and then so like they were walking home. But like that entire walk home, they were like, oh, no, that could be cool. And they just had this conversation, like this long walk home. Right. And then by the time they got home, they'd already talked about the whole song. So when they actually sat down to write it, it only took like yeah. a few yeah, minutes because yeah. they'd already like yeah. talked it through and everything. Exactly. Just reminded me of like what you were just saying about yeah, that it's, song. It's, I wish they all happened that way, right? It's mm -hmm. like some, you know, there's this suggestion of a germ of an idea and then you just talk it out and then you're like, okay, so let's just write that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think right? it's, that's, the, that's where the difficulty lies when you're trying to sort of uh, think too hard about things that just kind of like are in the ether, right? It, when, when you're not thinking about it, it's just like, bleh, there, right. song. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's the other way around. I think you're thinking yeah. about it a lot in the conversation. And so when you sit down, you've thinking, got Thinking in the sense that like you're trying to like solve a problem rather than just like... Well, I, the, the you know thing I mean? is, like, you kind of work backwards, right? So, like, you can sit down with a guitar and just, like, stuff happens and you might end up with a melody and, like, a set of lyrics that you just improvised over it. And so now, now you've started with the clay, right? Rather mm -hmm. than, like, so you're mm -hmm. already backwards now. You've already, like, right. you know, just, like, sat down with the instrument and, like, something has come to you. So now you have to make the form. Now you have to sit there and... Mm -hmm. and figure out what it's going to be about you have the the yeah the mass of it sitting around and you don't know what it's going to be about instead of like okay this is it this is what the song is going to be mm -hmm. and it's so much easier to write when you know what the song is going to be about yeah you know that's awesome um let's write like that from now on yeah, okay <laughs> yeah we're like talking about this so like, I was like why this don't we, sounds way why better. Don't we just do yeah. that well it's it's <laughs> true because like uh i just always think about music and musicians and like like you were just bringing up the thing about like clay, like it's kind of easier to think about clay and something you can touch and yeah. things like that. But like music, there's no way you can really right. see yeah. it ever. Like you can right. never see it. Like you're just like thinking always. So it's like really hard to like get it into yeah. some sort of tangible, quote unquote, tangible way of thinking and then yeah. bring it back and yeah. forth and work on it that way. It's well, like, And it's like the, the thing we were having today with the song we were writing, right, was that like we had all these ideas about what like the band would be doing around it. So to try and do that on two guitars was like, and then and try and like finish the abstractness of it was like I can't can we just demo this and then I will sing against that yeah and we'll mm -hmm. come up with guitar things against that like well that was the thing too because like in my head uh and this is like rare right like I had like the the sort of rough drum part for the entire song and unfortunately that's the thing that would make the song make sense right, right <laughs> so yeah, right there's this thing of but like, like just just like, trust me, just do this thing, yeah. and I'm gonna like fake drums for a second, and mm -hmm. but you can't like if you're just yeah. writing on two acoustics, you can't hear all that, so you're not, you kind of feel like oh that sounds weird though, and blah blah, blah and the transitions don't feel right, and it's like because you're not doing them, like they're not happening on the guitar. So right. when like you're writing songs on a guitar that are really made the bulk of it to be played by the bass and drums, it's very hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. And that was kind of like what a lot of the things with the album were. It's like we're sitting there with acoustics, but we can't play them like acoustics. We have to play them like, okay, so the bass would play these notes kind of because these are the chords and mm -hmm. this and that. And yeah. yeah. You mm -hmm. know, such a long time is easy because that's just like straight chords and it's just bring, bring, you know, right. that sort of thing. But like some of the other ones, like it's got to be now, it's like where I'm just like doing one guitar note most of the time. That one was funny though, because like when I when I showed you that one, it sounded more like um, uh, oh, what's that zombie song? Not time of the season. Uh, oh, no one told me about. Yeah, yeah. Her. Uh, How long yeah. comes out? Uh, yeah. right. How long comes Mary? No, that's right. a different song. Fuck. It's not the zombies association. Uh, the one I just sang, dude. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Look, man, 
<laughs> she's not there. She's not there. That's yeah. yeah okay. That was the, the association. The right, one that it? you sing on yeah. "It's Gotta Be Now," basically, right? Like, yeah. But and it's like you know, it's like an acoustic with a capo right. on it, you know, and it just kind of kept going and going and going and going, and then you get to the chorus, and then we didn't play anything because, and then but you know, we brought it in to Frank and Charles, and it just kind of like went. Well, that, that was the it, thing. Right? I remember, like, we did the demo, we sent it off to the guys, and it's like, you know, the chorus is just like, chick, 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 on the guitar, because there's not supposed to be any guitar happening, right? It's yeah. like, this <laughs> is where bass and drums happen. So there's all this space on the demo, where mm-hmm. it's just us singing over it, because there's not really a lot of guitar things. And we sent off the demo, and I think we met up, I think uh, Frank was playing Precinct that night, and we met up with him. Oh, the, the, the Kinks uh, show? The, the Kinks tribute thing that they were doing with School for Robots, and like, he was like, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff I can do on that song. I can hear it in my head. And I was like, yeah, because there's no, no thing else fucking happening. Yeah, fill it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, actually, that just reminded me, too, about, like, just with uh, working with uh, Frank and Charles, like, just sort of the the differences in, like, their approach. And this, this is sort of, like, a broad, you know, generalization, right? But, like, I feel like Frank's the prepared one and Charles is the whatever, <laughs> right? But they both sure. get to, like, the same spot at the end, so it really doesn't, you know, like... Right. So, like, we would send out demos and, like... I kind of talked to Charles about this recently, too, how, like... I feel like Frank actually listened to the demos and mm-hmm. Charles maybe listened to them, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you know, he, like, I think I think what he said is, like, he might have listened to them, like, once just for broad reference, but then he'd get to the space amazing bass part comes out right mm-hmm. yeah. and well you know the yeah. other thing too is like you can't just like if someone sends you a demo and like there's only so much you yeah. can try and figure out with the demo because it's going to change right you know so like the the old rock thing like you're just talking about the zombies talking about dylan motown there's so much progression since then in music just in general and like pop music like what do you think is really what really speaks to you about like that style like what that that era or that even like just the way they play the drums or you know what yeah. I mean? like yeah. what what is it that's uh, i mean it's just really just stuff you know i grew up like listening to a lot more than mm-hmm. anything else like there was definitely this like you know and i was like what like 12 right this like two-year period of my life where i was learning guitar by um you know like going like with chord charts that with Beatles songbooks that my mom had right so for two years I was just like I basically listened to nothing other than like the Beatles and like maybe Pearl Jam because like my cousin's like hey, <laughs> uh, and then after that it was just like Oasis yeah. <laughs> right? I was gonna say it's okay. all that and Oasis and yeah because yeah. you guys are hardcore oh my god Oasis people right yeah, yeah. what's um, what's uh was there were there any specific things like on this album that were like oasis type things like it's, did it's you ever everywhere it? yeah. i mean like I, I would i would definitely say a little bit low is probably my most noel gallagher-esque guitar solo-y mm-hmm. song because that like all those all the parts that ended up on the song were like temporary parts because i was just dicking around you know like okay yeah. well whatever like even the solo is stupid right like because i didn't like know what to play but then we kept playing it Mm-hmm. Well, they, and I was know, like, all right, whatever. That it was going to be temporary at some point, like at the rehearsal space. And Charles and I were like, no, you should just keep playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, I am lazy, so whatever. <laughs> um, but I think there's also yeah. a lot of like a lot of that Arctic Monkeys stuff that we listen to creeps in, kind of. Yeah. Weird. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. I think that's for the same reason we were into the Strokes when they came out. It's all those guitar parts. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. We're just way into like the way the two guitars. Uh, well, remember with each other, right? Yeah, like we've got that, two guitars in our band. And it's like, what do you do with the two, right? That that first album of theirs, who um, dropped like right around the time we moved up here to Boston, and uh, you know, I just remember like those early songs of theirs, just like really changing our world with regards to like guitar parts and this idea that I mean, we always kind of did this thing of like, well, if you're playing that, I'm going to play something else. But that one really just put that into like stark relief that like yeah, totally. you should not be playing what the other person's playing. There's two fucking guitars. Why are you going to you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Strokes too definitely. I mean, the, the back when they cared. Of, yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put an asterisk there, but um, <laughs> like the the rhythm section, the Strokes too is like very Motowny. Yeah, like yeah. Old Rocky, you know, like, like, like you listen to, like, you can actually trace that back, like, if you listen to, like, like your song, like, um, the song we we're just talking, about, that sort of feel, yeah, and yeah, then it yeah. could totally yeah. be in like a Motown song, like that right. sort of like, 
Well, and that's that Iggy yeah. Pop song too, right? Lust for Life. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yes. That's the same, you know. It's, totally. Yeah. Let's say when uh, that review Lugo O'Neill wrote where he mentioned Lust for Life, like I totally forget because I was I was really trying to rip off the Supremes, right? Mm-hmm. But that actually jarred this memory at, at practice uh, when we were sort of initially rehearsing the song, and like at any point anybody would be like. Speaking of, there's Charles now. This <laughs> is bothering me. Yeah. The bridge in that song, the little middle bit where the solo happens, is Heat Wave, though. That's where I ripped it. Ah, <laughs> nice. That's where the Oasis dun, influence dun, comes in, by dun, the way. Dun, ripping dun, off dun. things. <laughs> so when we play it live, sometimes I'll sing Heat Wave over it. That's awesome. I, lo- I love that song, too. That's yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, that one, that one came out after we... Um, I mean, apart from trying to rip off the Supremes, uh, uh, there was this short story by T.C. Boyle I read called After the Plague. Um, and it was just, like, the short version is this guy, he breaks up with his girlfriend, and he goes off to, like, the mountains to, like, stay in a cabin just to, like, clear his head, right? While he's up there, cut off from everyone, like, this plague just wipes out everybody, and then he comes back down because he hears, like, some woman screaming for help, and, like, her, her boyfriend got lost, and they're basically wandering California, like, more or less alone and they fucking hate each other, but because, like, they're the only two people that they, like, know on the planet right now, they're, they still fuck and, like, everything, but they just... It's like, ah, oh, I hate you so much, but, ah! Yeah, so it's, it's kind of pull from that. It's very cool. <laughs> well, one thing um, I wanted to talk to you about was... Uh, this is completely kind of like... It's in the same subject we were just talking about, but a new band that... I love that I think you love as well is Lucius. Yeah, oh, yes. and I just, <laughs> I just wanted to nerd out with you guys for a little while because oh I just love the band. Yeah. So I fucking, I fucking hate them. Great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, do we? I, maybe we don't have to talk. We'll just go. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's another band who's like you know Phil Spector Wall of Sound like mentality, yeah. right? Yeah. With those like pop songs, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, that's, know, you can you can grab that like that whole idea and just run with it you know and that, that's the, that's the thing and like my favorite music like whether it's the the beatles uh, or oasis or lucius or you know is when you listen to something and you're kicking yourself because it's so good and it sounds so easy that should have been like that's the thing i right? should have written this it like that's dumb so i could have done that right <laughs> yeah it should sound so easy that it's obvious yeah. i should have written that right exactly yeah, yeah. yeah and like clearly there's like a lot of work that goes into that but yes. when it just sounds like just like like the effortlessness like a warm right. knife through butter and just like yep. it takes like, <laughs> the longest to like write that's why it took two goddamn years to write this room like, <laughs> make it sound like it's super simple or whatever right yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's easy to make something complicated you know mm-hmm. like trying to keep something simple is the hardest thing totally well the thing the thing that i really like about that about lucius and about a lot of the bands we're talking about is like i think like a lot of the secret is like the vocal yeah yeah being the king of it all pretty much right, like the vo- right. it's all about the vocal and it's then catchy. the drums it's catchy man yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 totally it's like but i mean you can and you can trace that back to motown stuff too and yeah yeah almost well, anything what i was gonna just, say is when you were asking about like that you know what attaches to that time period like in my head i was like well the songs are so catchy yeah like that's the <laughs> yeah. thing is like you love to sing them if you enjoy singing yeah. them Mm-hmm. Well, and you'll the, sing them forever. And right? the thing about right. that too, right? And we've we've talked about this before, right? Where it's almost like the um, it's like the poison pill, right? Where like you can have like this catchy fucking like melody and like song, but like the the content of it, right, could be mm-hmm. dark, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know, maybe maybe it's just like a perverse thing for me, anyway. Like to see people like rocking out and like having a great time and dancing to like dark. Yes. Things just really yeah. amuses yeah. me, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Like, yeah. after the plague, right? To go back to that mm-hmm. one. That one, you know, is about, like, the entire planet, like, dying, right? And everyone's just like, woo! Yeah. I know, you just feel so, like, you know, um, especially, like, shaking the tambourine part and everything. It's like, this is great. Ah, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah, and, like, it's we were like, talking about... the song is about death. Yeah, and yeah. we were talking about all I want right. to do is have some fun tonight, right? It's the same thing. It's like, uh-huh. this, this guy's lonely. He's just, like, sure, sitting in his yeah. house, like, wishing he had friends. <laughs> You know? It's like there's that joy and the sadness, right? Yeah. You know? I don't know what it is, but it, it's like this, uh, this this weird exulting feeling, you mm-hmm. know. Well, that's yeah. that's like the whole secret there. It's just like <laughs> marrying all that stuff together. Yeah, yeah, it's how they hook people on religion. I don't know. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. Believe in me. <laughs> ecstasy thing, right? Yeah. So you guys also do, like when you when you write. I know you also embrace 
typewriters and things like mm-hmm. that. Like yeah. you make a point of like writing on well, re- with the, with stuff recently, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, that we usually start with this album or yeah, the, the typewriter specifically, album, yeah, because yeah, we found uh, like actually the it's right there. Um, oh, nice. uh, we found that on tour at Jen's parents' house, like it just been sitting there, right? Well, that's right. We took it back, and that's yeah. why when we came back from tour, we took it with us to the Cape, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's right. It, we just used it as another instrument. It was like a lyrical instrument. It's strange, right? but yeah, like not not to be all like hipster or anything, but it was it was really neat and and. Uh, for me, like writing lyrics independent of music in that fashion, uh, got you to think about like the melody a little differently, right? Sure. Because it's just like, well, I gotta try and fit these words into like this music somehow. And it was just like a different way to like, right? You know, and also, do that. like you have to take time to like more so than when you're typing on a computer, it's just like click, 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 click. Yeah. yeah. Like you yeah. hear, you like hear it, and you can each letter. Yeah. Like you have to think about like the sound of the words more maybe. And yeah. Stuff like that. And there's something, I mean, cause, cause typically like when we write to, it's like, uh, you know, pen and paper, right. But there's just something more deliberate about the typewriter and more final feeling, mm-hmm. you know, that like, it's almost like you write a line and then you have to like sit and think about the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's like, I, it's, it's really weird to do. Like actually I, I, um, I started like using it again. Like I'm trying in the mornings now to just like write a little bit of like whatever. And I forgot how, almost like frightening it is right to not have a computer that you can just like kind of move the cursor back up and just change mm-hmm. it right and you have to you know if you're if you're gonna like sort of like do that on the fly you have to like think about it right mm-hmm. and yeah. it's i mean and I people think used to do that all the time that was sort yeah. of the same approach in recording it's like we're just going to figure it out as we go like yeah. mm-hmm. we're not going to fix it in the mix or you know mm-hmm. deal with it later or throw it on and whatever it's like no we're just we're going to commit to the decisions right now and mm-hmm. think about yeah. them now as we go so it's it's you know actually because mixing exile was kind of traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually it was being fun, born but as it's, you know, it's 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 creating itself rather than like this horrible dismal thing that doesn't that has eight legs or something. It's just yeah. got the two legs. Well, was, I right. mean, not yeah. not the not the again, like working on exile was like some of the most fun I have ever had working on music, but we made the mistake of recording more than we ended up like needing and then when we got back to mixing it was just like, wait, what are we going to do with all this stuff? What was, what, why did we record this shoe, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In your yeah. head, as you're recording this stuff, yeah. it sounds like you, like it makes sense. Yeah. And then you go back. So and it was, like, it, it was like a lot to have to mm-hmm. dig through versus the stuff we've been doing at Mad Oak, which is just like, is that what you want your amp to sound like? Yeah. All right. That's what it's going to sound like forever now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. you can't cut it out because like other things are bleeding into the microphone. So, you know. Hey, sure. it's, it's actually super liberating. Like yeah. putting limits on yourself in that sense is like okay. So we're just this is how we're going to work around it, and that's it. Instead of like, I don't know, when there is too much choice and too much to choose from, and it's just, I just feel nothing but overwhelmed. It's like right. looking at your computer screen and knowing the options are limitless. So I'm not going to look at anything except my inbox. Or, right. You know, like yeah. You hear that, America? Freedom is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing about that, which you just talked about a little bit, Henry, but like when you do, when you like write on a typewriter, when you decide to record, you know, like basically a live album or whatever, yeah. like um, that's ballsy. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes balls to do that. Like it's not like. Well, it takes balls to release it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But I mean, I mean, even, even as like, as like an artist, like you were saying before, like just like you get so used to mm-hmm. typing on a computer or like pressing delete and just retracking right. a guitar part yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like scary when you're like, Oh, like yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. is pretty much it. Like I can't yeah. really go back or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and it's not that we didn't do a few overdubs or things like that, but there were very few and it was very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, again, I think it's like, yeah. uh, when we would, do the track separately I think that you end up worrying more about how you're going to play and what you're going to play instead of like I'm just playing it with the band like I always do every time yeah. we play this song it's always me and the band we're just going to play the song and I'm going to listen to everybody and I'm going to play my bit instead of like I have the headphones on and I'm listening specifically to my guitar part only all the yeah. time and it sounds really clinical and there's mm-hmm. no feel to it you know what I mean mm-hmm and um at least for like a rock band or what we were going you know like yeah yeah well that well that's mm-hmm. the whole thing it's like if we're used to playing it together 
maybe individually <laughs> we're we not so good yeah <laughs> you know then you need that you need these other people in the room you know and um you know sometimes you can do it if you're feeling fine and you can you know like fan the fury all those things were separate and like you know sometimes it worked good and sometimes it didn't um but well fan the fury was, was funny with everybody way. in the same room mm-hmm. you know that's it's, cool. this this record is sort of like we came home this is how we were supposed to be all along right very cool um so deal with it henry this is it forever (laughs) (laughs) no great (laughs) so you and i we can we can start wrapping up pretty soon but you guys like literally before i came here were at your space working on something new yeah oh correct um like even at this early stage you're just are you just kind of just writing just to to write like you keep yeah. keep the gears going i think so yeah and like you know i always try to do this whenever we finish up with an album it's like we should just keep writing we should just keep doing that because mm-hmm. the more you get out of practice the harder it is to come back and write mm-hmm. that first one after having a year off from writing or something a year oh, off from yeah. sitting down to finish like you're always having pieces of things lying around but actually sitting down and finishing is like the hard part so you need to do that and um well you need to get like the shitty ones out of of the way too right so like not that not that this one's (laughs) shitty but it could be later i don't know right right uh you know and it's 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 weird because i mean the the last we haven't like really written since like um we wrote it's got to be down at this point it was like a year and a half ago right so it's like You know, yeah, you gotta you gotta get that. And, you know, we haven't sat down and finished anything since then. Yeah, obviously mm-hmm. these little bits are like sitting around, waiting to be done and stuff. But again, it doesn't really count unless you actually sit down and finish it. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's where the hard part is. That's the part you don't want to get to. You don't want to plan time for that because you're like, oh, blah, I've got all this other shit to do and right, yada yada. So I think if we just, I, I really, you know, but you should just be writing all the time and and finishing these songs, even if you never use them, right? Because it'll just make writing all the ones you do use that much easier. And yes. You know, so that's, we've set aside, at least for the next few weeks, uh, until rehearsal start up again, we've set aside Wednesday nights and uh, Saturdays for, you know, Wednesdays after work and Saturdays in the morning or whatever to do that. I don't um, know, man, whatever. <laughs> you need, it's just a schedule thing. You just got to like set up yeah. a routine, you know, mm-hmm. um, and try and stick to it. Yeah. It's like, that's, yeah. Anything creative, like when like the whole writer's block thing like i i i don't completely buy into writer's block all the time although i feel sometimes i get writer's block i don't feel like mm-hmm. uh there's a good excuse it's just that i haven't set enough aside enough time to work right. on stuff yeah, and yeah like it doesn't yeah. and like even just working through that is like the key it's not necessarily yeah. like writing something awesome it's just like to keep going just, uh, yeah yeah and, like, yeah, to keep yeah the that's the following. thing right it's like i don't mm-hmm. i'm not totally sure what people mean when they say writer's block like for me what what i refer to as that is like here's when i write all the songs i hate yeah that's <laughs> yeah, really what it is yeah, yeah. You know? but you do have to do that sometimes <laughs> yeah. you have to write like six shitty songs to yeah. finally come out the other end and like Oh my god! Finally, this one isn't crappy. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, especially like being older now. Like I've I've like come to realize like I go through these like uh, cycles of like euphoria and depression with regards to like songwriting, where it's just like everything I write is shit. I'm done, and I was never that great anyway. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but I felt that way for for most of uh, it's got to be now, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, that record's all right. <laughs> right. It's awesome. What a pain in the ass. You it, God. <laughs> it really was, was man. Oh my god. Really? So negative, yeah. It's just like it's cool, man. This is a good song. Relax. And then still, yeah. But I won't yeah. do it again. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over there like, yeah, this yeah. is great. Another cup well, it's, of coffee. It, it, Come it's, on. Yeah, it's it's funny how it typically works with us too, is that Jen will like write like eight hundred songs and like of those 800 maybe like five are like great right and i'll write like one mm-hmm. right <laughs> but it's like the one we end up using right uh-huh. and it's really difficult on on my psyche where it's just like to right. just see her like boom boom hey check this out a song blah bam boom and i'm like i always tell him i'm like ah. we're only gonna keep like two of these you know <laughs> that right like, but yeah that's what i'm saying i know that now so you know oh now so now you're gonna be normal Okay. No. <laughs> Look at my choices. 
Uh, But I mean, that's the nice thing about having two people, though, right? It's like, well, Mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm not coming up with songs and Henry's got them, or the other way around, it's like we can always work on something. Mm-hmm. You know, a stemless flower sitting on my windowsill, and from this vantage point, it's dying. Time passes on, time moves past her. A thousand more dawns, and mornings after. Thank you for listening to Demo Mirror. Always be the things you do.